for the mom with her hands full and only a few minutes to spare here and there. Put your hand on your chest. Take a deep breath. You're doing better than you think you are. I want you to delight in these ordinary, often mundane days of motherhood, rooted in confidence about how you are raising and speaking to and nurturing your kids. Peace starts with you. So let's create peaceful safe havens for our kids to grow in. It's never too late. And the fact that you are here speaks volumes of the amazing mom that you are and desire to be. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Peace Starts With You podcast. Today, I'm going to shake things up a little bit, and I'm going to do a power round. And I'm literally going to start right now because I'm giving myself 10 minutes to cover as many topics as I can. So first one distracting. I think it's so easy to want to distract our kids from so many different things when they're upset or angry or frustrated or sad or uncomfortable. And when our children are having these big feelings and we end up using toys or treats or activities to distract them from what is upsetting, we are showing them how to escape uncomfortable feelings rather than showing them how to cope and deal with and move through them. And so I know it can be very uncomfortable. I remember when I was weaning Kai from nursing and I remember just looking at him and holding him and saying, hey, I know this is hard, but we're gonna do this together. And so just being okay with their tears or you know them crying and just saying, hey, I, I know you're upset. Hey, I see you. I'm going to sit with here with you and hold you. Whatever you need, I'm here with you. Two, saying I'm sorry. I know I've totally done this before, before I knew better. But it's just like in our society, we just, when our kids do something wrong, we say, you should not have done that. You need to go say sorry. But here's the problem with forced apologies. You're not actually teaching your kid to feel sorry. It's all external motivation. They are saying I'm sorry just to make you happy or maybe just so they can start playing again. Like it's not internal. And so our goal in the situation is we wanna teach our kids how not to do whatever it is they're doing that they need to say sorry for. We wanna teach them real empathy, like understanding what someone else is feeling because of our actions. We wanna teach them how to say I'm sorry and to make amends, but from a place of like genuine authenticity. And so this is gonna look like us modeling it for them. Like, oh my goodness, she looks so upset. Let's, let's go see what we can do to make her feel better. We are showing them. And then our voice is someday gonna become their inner voice. And we're teaching real empathy and real compassion And then maybe after the fact, when everything's kind of calmed down, you say, hey, maybe the situation was they were fighting over a toy. Hey, I know that's so frustrating when you are wanting a toy and your friend wants a toy, but we can't hit in that moment. What is another way we can handle that situation? And so you work through different tools on like how to help them respond in a different way. And after you do this for a while, watch at some point on their own, Maybe you'll hear them say to a friend, oh my goodness, I'm so sorry, are you okay? And you'll realize that by involving your kids and not just like telling them that they have to go do this, but you're teaching them and guiding them and showing them that they are actually learning what it really feels like. Okay, let's move on to another topic. 
maybe you have a son or a daughter who's a little bit more on the shyer side and you often find yourself saying like why are you being so shy like those are your friends go play with them come on it's so fun like whatever whatever the situation is maybe instead we say hey like it's okay take your time and when you're ready you can decide what you want to do because there is nothing wrong with being shy your goal is not to change your your kid's nature your goal is to help your kid make the most of who they naturally are and it's only when you allow these feelings and accept them that they can be managed and they can naturally just pass instead of like when you try to ignore or suppress or dismiss those feelings they don't actually go away the opposite happens they linger unmanaged and unresolved and so acknowledging how our kids feel right now and just recognizing this is temporary and they come and go take your time when you are ready you can decide what to do next and you can even say like if you want to sit with me you can or if you want to go join your friends you can and so hopefully that's helpful in some way if you have a son or a daughter who's a little bit more shy oftentimes in parenting i think it's just a slight shift in perspective we are here to guide we're not here to control and it's the simple difference between why do you always do that versus hey i'm noticing that this is happening a lot it's not working we need to come up with a better way together like let's do it do you feel the difference Our goal should be open communication. We don't want our kids just blindly being obedient. And traditional punishment has one goal, and that's obedience. Traditional punishments typically focus on our kids' outward behavior while completely dismissing the underlying emotion, which is what's causing the behavior. So it's the difference between go to your room and think about what you just did versus, hey, what just happened? Like, that's not okay. I think you know that. Like, let's take a deep breath and let's talk about this together. You know, respecting our kids doesn't mean giving them everything that they want. And this kind of leads into my next topic I want to cover. Respecting our kids is about hearing them, validating their wants and needs, but it doesn't mean granting all their wishes. Your no can be respectful because you have your child's best interest in mind. So... Like today, the kids were playing and there was crafts all over our kitchen table and our countertop and Jet really wanted a cupcake. And I said, hey, we're totally going to eat that cupcake, but first we have to clean up our mess. And so he just had like a little fit. He really wanted the cupcake and holding my boundary, I didn't say, okay, eat the cupcake and then we'll clean up because most likely I probably would have totally forgot. We wouldn't have cleaned up. I said, nope, first we're going to clean up our mess and then we're going to eat our cupcake and sticking to those boundaries, letting him feel upset and angry and mad, but, you know, holding him to, hey, we're going to pick up our our mess. We're not going to just make Dax do it or mom do it. We're going to work as a team and clean up and then we can have a cupcake. And something that works really well, especially with my littlest, I do this often, is like, hey, do you want to turn on a cleanup song or should we turn on a timer to see how long it takes us to clean up? And so oftentimes it's not so much of a power struggle. It's like letting them make a decision on how we want to accomplish what we need to accomplish. So this, I feel like, is one of the biggest misconceptions about gentle parenting. People think that hearing your child and validating their feelings means that your child can do whatever they want. They can act however they want. They can talk to you however they want. But that's not the case. You can say no respectfully. You can hold your boundaries. But you can do it in a calm, respectful, firm way. 
okay, I think I could fit in a couple more topics. I want to touch on this. My middle son, he keeps saying the phrase, you're mean. He'll say it to John. He'll say it to myself. And then my littlest started adopting it. I feel like all three of my boys have, start, have started saying it. And so I think oftentimes when our kids say this, we can feel like angry or like, what the heck? We try to maybe avoid the situation and avoid that power struggle or maybe prove like, I'm not mean. And I think if we can look past that word, like you're mean and realize that that phrase can represent a huge range of emotions and knowing that they are using that phrase to communicate that they feel angry or frustrated or disappointed in whatever decision that we made but they may need our guidance in expressing those feelings in a healthy way they may need our help in identifying what they are actually feeling and how they can communicate it so it may sound something like this no, I'm not mean, but yes, you're right. Like I'm being serious right now and I know you don't like that, but that's okay. And so you're helping them. And maybe, you know, sometimes as parents, we are mean. We we lose our temper. And if that happens, like you could just take a deep breath, assess the situation, and then model accountability for your actions. Today, Kai got into, we got a new dog and we got some pee like stain remover and I thought he was being really quiet and come to find out he was and he had dumped the half of the bottle out on the ground and on our windowsill and I walked in and I'm like Kai why did you do that like so frustrated and I didn't lose it completely but I was just like seriously and so I went upstairs I got some towels I'm like here like you're helping me clean this up and then after a little bit I said Kai, I said, I'm sorry. And he looked at me like with this pouty lip and he just said, I just said, will you forgive me? And he looked at me and it took him a second. And I just said, can you tell me what you were doing? And he said, I was just trying to clean the wall. And so in his little three-year-old mind, he thought he was helping and cleaning. And I think if we could just take a second to communicate with our kids and kind of understand where they're coming from or why they did something it's so easy to react and if that is the case like take a deep breath access the situation and then hold yourself accountable by saying I'm sorry will you forgive me model how you want them to act when they you know react in a way that is you know I don't I don't even know what word to use here (laughs) like um not appropriate although we all do it so it's just part of our human nature Okay, shoot, I thought I'd have time for one more, but hopefully this episode is full of so many just golden nuggets for you to take with you this next week and apply or think about, or maybe the situation hasn't even happened yet, but it will happen and you're going to be like, oh my gosh, I'm so glad I have the tools to know what to do. And I want to end with this. It's a quote and it says, children don't have a choice, but to look at their parents with open and tender eyes. When a parent mirrors delight, children believe they are delightful. As parents mirror love, children believe they are lovable. As parents offer attunement, children bask in the attention knowing that they are seen. As parents offer containment, children feel safe under their protection, knowing they can feel and develop emotional regulation without punishment. I hope you guys have a great week. Peace starts with you. So thankful you're here. I'll see you next week.